Hey everyone, and welcome to the Awards Radar Podcast, or whatever we end up calling it. Uh, I'm Joey, and I'm here with some of our writers, so I'm going to go around, and they are going to introduce themselves, and then we're going to, well, bullshit for a while. Uh, Max, start it <laughs> off. Uh, I'm Max Joseph, and I'm very excited to be here, honored to be speaking with you gents. Uh, this is Abe Friedtanzer, also very excited to be here uh, in this company. Well, we'll change that quickly. But for now, uh, those are the two I have with me today, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscar race, because, well, goddammit, awards are in our title. Um, but before we do that, we're just going to briefly mention some of the uh, recent trailers that we've had come out, um, because movies still exist, sort of, kind of, sometimes. Um, and we've seen trailers for certain movies, which is basically all we get in terms of bigger new releases. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, teaser for Mank, the TV spot for News of the World, and the new trailer for Promising Young Women. So which one would you guys like to talk about first? Hmm. I mean, we can talk about the Oscar frontrunner, I guess. One of them, I guess. Well... All three are basically Oscar movies, so you didn't really narrow that down. But front weather wise, right, we can. That, all right, Mank. there we go. All right, Mank. I, mean, I saw I saw Promising Young Woman at uh, at Sundance, so I have plenty to say about that. There we go. So we'll save that one for last now, because I uh, will probably have I will have seen it by the time people listen to this, but I won't have seen it mm -hmm. by the time we record it. So that's not super helpful. But you know, whatever. Mank, <laughs> Netflix, making of Citizen Kane. Um, biopic you know so it's uh it looks super stylish it's black and white it's very david fincher looking what do we think this is going to be do we think it's a surefire oscar player does anyone have anything bad to say about it or is it you know gimme 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 uh max go first and then abe that's how we'll do it for everything here i mean it i've had it as my front runner for uh well over like five months now as for for winner for picture for director um i actually had dune winning cinematography but obviously that's not happening anymore so mank is not my winner so like i have it winning a good four five maybe even six oscars i have to go look at them again but it's fincher gary oldman i mean it's what i what i always say um like my channel is that imagine if they made a movie about the making of your favorite movie and that's what this is so like if they made a movie about the making of shawshank redemption i would lose my mind and i would assume that voters who may view citizen kane as you know how many people view it i think it's just going to be like too too much they're just going to eat that up so i i think it's like a surefire not necessarily winner, but it, you can't not consider it as your, as like one of the top things to this season. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think um, I always think back to Gary Oldman and some of his past films that in my mind, following those Oscar races did a lot better than I expected. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy uh, and then Darkest mm. Hour. And so I think he's definitely a big draw. Uh, Fincher isn't necessarily as consistent, but I don't really see a downside. And I think prepping this this film for you know a prime release, I think that's something that's going to 
benefited very well. And I, I, again, I'm not sure how much it's going to win, but I, I think it will definitely show up in a number of categories. Yeah, this this sort of has all the makings, at least on paper, of one of those 0 for 10 movies, even though I don't, it's not going to go 0 for 10. But it's, it's no hard, way. yeah, it's hard to imagine not getting into picture and maybe director and probably an acting category and, you know, most below the line category since we're just bleeding movies that have anything technical about them. But, you know, right. I think I have it winning, uh, let's see, picture, production design, cinematography, and costume design. And that seems like a lot for, I'm sorry, I don't have a winning picture, but I have it winning those below the line categories. Right. So when you have that happening, that's sort of a wave movie. And I don't know that it's going to be that because it is sort of a movie about movies. And I don't know that the Academy's going to be in that mood. But if they are... This is I, certainly I, one. I, I've always felt like they're just like going to be in the mood for something that is like a substance right now and something that will like maybe even put a smile on their faces because like the world is exploding. And I think that this is going to be some sort of this is something that people are now looking forward to. Like the pundits and like everyone who like follows films have known about this movie for a very long time. But like I think Netflix is going to market the heck out of this thing and it's going to be a big thing I, I really do and also like i i also like just think fincher is one of the greatest directors on the planet yeah i mean they're gonna eventually do it for him i don't know if this will totally. be it i mean it seems like it again on paper but the academy hasn't really been an on paper thing in the top categories for a little bit and i think honestly that's you know, definitely true yeah yeah it's gonna be sound like a broken record for a while but the election i think will matter because if mm. uh if he whose name shall not be spoken wins, then this movie's out the window. I think they look for the angriest, you know, most political movie they can find. You look at, you know... Chicago 7. Chicago 7's not... Chicago 7, we'll just talk about it in a little bit, is one of the ones I think could be both. It could win in either scenario. But in, in that sure. nightmare scenario, you, you look more at that. You look at, like, Judas and the Black Messiah... You look at mm. the Five Bloods having a comeback, and then just maybe an issue movie. Like it's it. So I don't think it'll actually happen. But if between now and voting, you not only get him back in the White House, Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, and Roe v. Wade overturned, look at Never Rarely, mm. Sometimes Always as a protest vote. And also, it's a goddamn phenomenal movie, so no one will complain. But sure. you could see at least part of the group become more vocally political. You're not going to see Green Book win in that scenario. If if Joe Biden's the president, we're sort of voting while there's a maybe a vaccine even out or something like that, then yeah, right. there might be some degree of let's embrace a more normal sort of year. But I feel like that's less likely. I think no matter what, when voting starts, like people are still going to be largely in their homes. So like I think Netflix has a great advantage, but I don't know that, you know, if it's going to be a Mank trial of Chicago 7 split or, or Ma Rainey or something like that, I don't know how that necessarily favors Mank, which is, you know, like sort of a, you know, remember when America was great type movie. And I don't know how that's going to play. But it all depends on how good it is. It could be amazing. So we'll, uh, we'll see. So more on that when we yeah. get back to picture. But speak quickly, news of the world. A little odd that it was a TV spot, not a trailer. But uh, Tom Hanks in a Western seems seems like fun. You know, Paul Greengrass, it'll be 
big in scale. Uh, it, it looked fine. It didn't really like land on me as anything to go crazy about, but it's kind of hard not to have it high up in places because it is Paul Greengrass and Luke Davies and Tom Hanks in a Western, and it's a major movie that's coming out. <laughs> All of these are factors. So what did you guys think? Abe, go ahead. I mean, I'm reminded of past stuff like Appaloosa and other Westerns that seemed like they might have really been something and then sort of uh, petered out. Um, I also happen to really like Greyhound, and I wish that that was a Tom Hanks film that might have more of a spot in the conversation, which I do not think it will have at all, even though it was one that came out early and online and, uh, you know, in, right in the middle of, you know, before they really knew what was going to be happening with release strategies, et cetera. So uh, I don't I don't have too much about to say about it other than I, I don't think it's going to be much of a player, but it's never a smart idea to underestimate a Tom Hanks movie, even if Tom Hanks himself uh, isn't, isn't likely to get nominated aside from uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Max? Yeah, listen, I think Tom Hanks is arguably top 10 actors of all time, but maybe that's just because I'm obsessed with him. But like also Paul Greengrass directed like my favorite trilogy with the Bourne movies. Mm. I think mm. Captain Phillips was severely underrated and um, agreed. Agreed. I think Captain Phillips is actually one of the better movies of the last, uh, what is it? Came out in 2013. So like of the last decade, I think it's Ta- one time of is Tom a flat finest performances. And I think that Paul Greengrass brings that out of him. Um, I'm excited for it. It's exactly what Joey you said. It's Tom Hanks. It's Western. It's Paul Greengrass. It, it looks. It just looks like it's gonna be a good movie to me. Do I think it has like enough traction to win a single award? I don't think so. But we just like this is the weirdest year for the Oscars probably ever. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, you know, we have no clue what's actually gonna happen. You know, so. It, it looks good. I, I don't think it's gonna get nom or uh, win anything, but I could see it getting a, a five nominations or so. Yeah, I have it. I have it doing okay. I don't think it wins anything. I did have a weird hunch early on that like maybe he might have won in like a COVID related thing back when this wasn't like. I also had thought that. Yeah, but this is also literally a million years ago in terms of like the world like i don't know there are probably people who don't even remember that he had it which is wild that that's a that that's a thing but right i i think it's honestly just also one we have to see more of to have any semblance of an idea about um so i think the jury is out but the last trial we're going to talk about is a movie that has been seen and is positioning itself sort of very intentionally as like a movie that's meant to generate discussion and that's promising young woman and abe can go first because he saw it at sundance so take a little bit of time and walk people through it mm-hmm. so this is a film i had heard a good amount about and i saw it actually one of its later sundance screenings so the cast uh and director was weren't uh, weren't there anymore um but it's more than a revenge thriller um, about you know a, a, a woman who is trying to show all these people who treat women poorly uh, what it is that they've done. And somehow, even though I might have had an idea what it was going to be about and how it would play out, uh, it, it just exceeds expectations. And Carrie Mulligan, who I thought was uh, incredible in shame um, and has really delivered more than just what should have been one Oscar-nominated performance from uh, an education, um, she's really, really terrific in it. And it's just, it's... 
it's entertaining and it's social commentary at the same time. And I'm glad to see that after a canceled, uh, I think it was April 25th uh, release originally from Focus Features, that it's going to now be coming out in, in December because I think it's wonderful. And while it might be too edgy for some people, I think it's going to go over very, very well. Joe? Uh, Max? I don't know why I asked myself to speak. Max, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's a, Max, Max thinks. Um, I've actually... And not in the same way, but almost parasited this movie in mm-hmm. the fact that I heard so much about Parasite. I, actually, no, sorry. I heard don't look at anything for Parasite because you just you just want to watch it. And that's that was the best advice I got because I watched it. I didn't read any reviews. I didn't watch a single trailer. I went in and I just watched it. And for some reason, I'm getting the same vibe, not in the, you know, best picture way, but in the fact that, like, Abe, like you said, like, you went in not, like, you kind of knew what was happening. But for some reason, I'm treating this this movie as something I just don't really want to know too much about. But what I do know is that Carrie Mulligan should be taken seriously, as she should, because she's a freaking brilliant act performer. In, like, inside Lynn Davis, Gatsby, she's incredible. But... I'm staying in the dark a little bit about it, but I'm very excited about it. That's kind of all I got for this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to hold back just a little bit because, like I said, I am about to see it. But I, for months, have thought it's like this seems like one of the coolest things out there. And I, I can't wait to see it. And I, I, yeah, Parasite is an interesting comparison, not as much in the way of like awards upward mobility, but I think... Uh, Exactly. A sort of very targeted campaign could probably work here. Um, it would have to be probably limited to like picture screenplay actress, but there's a world where that could that could maybe fly. So that's that's something to to keep in mind. Um, and we'll quickly turn before we get into Let's like hope. yeah, I, I I mean that Christmas release is is a good idea. Um, in the meantime, yeah. for a moment. But the Christmas releases matter anymore? No. If, if the eligibility is until February? I mean, I look at Christmas as basically like a September release, so, you know, it's still a, a solid date. Um, what sure. I. Uh, but it's still referred to as, like, the Christmas release, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's very. It's very eager to be a Christmas movie, which is, which is great. Like, that's. Uh, yeah. It's going to serve it well. Um, quickly, right. I want to pivot to a movie that just released its embargo so as we're recording it the embargo for french exit lifted um i've seen it and uh honestly did not like it did not like it at all um i don't have the the sort of thing that a lot of people have where um michelle pfeiffer can do no wrong and she's overdue an oscar like listen she if she wins one and deserves it i am uh, i am totally here for it but i i don't go into a movie necessarily thinking she has to win one so I went in pretty like eyes open, and it's not good. I uh, so it's not my type of movie. Also, like it reminded me sort of of Listen Up, Philip, in that it's a comedy, uh-huh. but I I spent the entire time going, I'm not laughing like at all. Um, she's very big in it, like she goes big, and that's that's great in a movie that's working, but in one that's not, you really, really, really notice that it's not working, and uh, I noticed. There's 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 two lines that I laughed at, and the rest of it I kind of I kind of spent going. I, I I really, really wish I knew, like 
what anyone had in their mind about this movie because it's like when you waste Tracy Letts as a cat, that's a that's a problem to me. So that was that was sort of my take. If you guys uh, were either looking forward to it or not looking forward to it, feel free to let me know if I ruined your evening right now. No, I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to Michelle Pfeiffer. I also like am really looking forward to Lucas Hedges. Um, I think he's fantastic. But I'm not expecting greatness. I kind of I w- I was Michelle Pfeiffer like strong for a little while, and then I'm like. Uh, I think that there's going to be some people in her way, and then I think I, I, I think this movie might not do it. It might go over everything. I don't think I don't even think it'll get a nomination. I'm not really sure. I was gung ho on her getting a nomination, but I don't think that's going to happen right now. Babe, I, I don't have strong feelings either way. I did love Listen Up, Philip, and I'm a big fan of uh, Lucas Hedges, but I hated Where Is Kira, and that was the last time mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer was really in the awards com- uh, conversation, and I, I couldn't stand it because I thought that was a terrible movie. And so uh, I'm pretty neutral on this. I don't think it's going to do too much. I think uh, New York Film Festival has been not so strong in recent years in terms of producing legitimate Oscar contenders when maybe you know, nine, ten years ago, we had a whole bunch, um, and so I'm, I'm really not sure, but I, I don't think this one's going to go too far. Yeah, I, uh, Lucas Hedges is very bland in it, and I love him as well. Mm. Um, honestly, there's, like I said, there's, there's a, honestly, the two funny things, and are not really spoilers, one involves, like, a sex toy in a refrigerator, which is just very random for the movie, and the other is how they describe a woman in it, but other than that, you just kind of watch it going, I, I wish I... I wish I knew what you were getting at here. So, alas. But, sure. moving on. I want to quickly check in with you guys about where you think the race is going right now. So, I'm going to ask each of you, or both of you, to not get arrested, judging by the uh, siren I hear in the background. But Sorry, I think that's me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you said you are out of Careful. town, so apparently you're on the lam. <laughs> I'm just outside, but no, it's there. They should be. They're moving away now. Notice he didn't answer the question. He didn't <laughs> answer the question, so I, I'm I'm taking that as uh, we're recording with a fugitive. So uh, I'm just letting you know I will uh, sell you up the river. Sorry. We're trying Thank to get hits. Yeah, listen. We're, we're, that's how we're going to make this a podcast. People pay attention to. We're going to uh, basically. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah someone gonna, got arrested in the middle of it. Yeah. But what I do want to know is, tell me in best picture what you have winning and perhaps maybe if you have something nominated that's not expected. So we'll start there. Either one of you. Uh, um, I, Joe, you're in charge. Who do you want to go first? Uh, Abe, you can go first if you want. Okay, I mean, I, I think that there's still a lot I haven't seen because while I saw a lot at, at Sundance, I haven't uh, Toronto, New York film. I didn't didn't do those ones. So I'm my main thing is I'm still waffling on the Oscar prospects of both The Father and uh, I think you're supposed to pronounce it uh, Minari. Yes, or Minari. Um, and because I those were two films that I saw being so strongly received. Um, at Sundance and like Promising Young Woman, I'm still not sure how they're going to to go over. And so I do think it's going to be a very Netflix heavy, uh, Netflix heavy year. 
um, and I'm not sure how those are going to do. I don't know that I have a surprise uh, best picture contender, other than I think The Five Bloods might really uh, get a good campaign, especially because of Chadwick Boseman. I know that that's not the performance of his, which is likely to earn recognition, um, but I still think that one came out right around the right, right time, and I, I have to hope that in one year where theatrical releases don't matter quite as much, early movies might actually be able to benefit. Um, I don't know if that's really going to happen, but that is, even though that's not the film I would tether myself to uh, from earlier in the year, um, I really do hope. Um, and if I could dream, I would really be happy to see uh, Nine Days uh, or Herself, which I just saw as being campaigned by Amazon for this year, which is great uh, to see either of those uh, break into the Best Picture race. Interesting. Yeah, Herself is one I'm actually about to watch as well. So I'm curious there. Um, you're, you made a good point about um, early stuff. And I think what we're going to see is not necessarily in picture. I think the best chance of an early movie, not counting Sundance stuff. I don't even know. So like never really, sometimes always promising young woman. Like there are things from earlier in the year that have a chance, but I do think you might see like a, like the way back, but it would be an actor play. Like you'll see it pop up <laughs> elsewhere. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not super high on, on, on that happening, but in picture, in actor, I think that can definitely happen because I think, you know, as we we saw this week, a lot of people, or I guess last week, by the time you listen to this, a lot of people sort of jumped on this bad article about why the Oscars should be canceled because like two movies got canceled, you know, it got moved to the next year. But all that really tells you is it means the sort of very on the nose awards players will be a little thinner this year, which means you know a voter won't necessarily. It's not the same as it used to be when, like, Harvey Weinstein would tell you, like, the three movies to watch. But, you know, you may have to look a little deeper. And that and that is almost always a good thing. Like, you get a weirder yep. nomination. You get a you get a parasite win. So all those things, I think, are, are beneficial to it. So, Max, what do you what do you what do you think over here? I mean, like I said earlier, my best picture winner is is Mank. Um that feels like the safe choice, but I also like, I think my top four, which haven't changed much recently is Mank, Chicago seven, Nomadland and one night in Miami. Mm -hmm. But the, which is like, I don't know if that's universal or anything, but that feels like a very safe four. But the one that I'm like excited about, and maybe it's just wishful thinking because animation is my favorite category or category, uh, genre. I, I have soul being nominated for picture. And I'm I I've I've been on that train since I made my predictions the couple weeks after Parasite came out. I was like, I'm going with this, and it's my favorite studio. And I I think that it could I don't listen I don't think it's gonna win, but I think it, it will become the fourth movie to get nominated an animated movie. That's like my fun pick that I'm kind of just gung-ho about like you, you have never really sometimes always and soul is my kind of I'm, I'm gonna go with it just because i think it's gonna be important i think it's um a big deal for pixar to be doing a movie that is about like life and black musicians jazz music voiced by incredible black artists and i think that it could just be really wonderful powerful so that's kind of my that's my big thing. I don't really know if there's anything sticking out besides that. I had Dune in here, but 
obviously that's gone. Um, nothing else is really sticking out of me as far as the picture goes. Yeah, I think uh, as Abe runs away from the authorities more, I uh, I think you would be right about Soul had we had the mandatory 10. So if Soul was a year later, I would be on that bandwagon. But I think still with preferential balloting it's it's a little harder to get people to do it so i'm i don't think that's as likely i think i think we're gonna what's mainly gonna be the case is i think we're gonna have to look at is whether you see voters go very hardcore for what the guilds and the critics choice and the critics uh awards go for or if they disregard it completely this year and either one is almost equally likely but i think that's going to be the easiest way to tell where we're headed do people really pay attention to what's going on or do they really want to go their own way and i think that'll be the first sort of clue about what kind of year we're going to have because you start if you start seeing like critics choice and new york film critics circle and you know gather around a couple of different people and the globes if you start to see like a sense of especially that way and then the guilds do something different they might pick one direction or another. But if they don't, and you sort of have a consensus building, I'm curious if there'll be more of a reaction to that this year than not, just because it's such a weird year. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see if some variety, sort of like what we, uh, the example I always like to use is last year uh, with the uh, Independent Spirit Awards that mm-hmm. four of the movies nominated for Best Feature were nominated. Sorry. Only one of the movies nominated for Best Feature was also nominated for Best Director. And it's like as if two completely different, I mean, two completely different sets of people watched and voted on those movies. And I think that would be really great to see that we didn't have this standard, all this, even if Parasite winning wasn't necessarily consistent with a lot of the precursors. The idea that the nominations can be so different and so just honoring so many different films at once. Agreed. Um, So to change it up a little bit, since we could go down the categories, but. There'll be plenty of time to do that. What's a below-the-line nomination that you think might happen as we sort of evolve into a year where we're going to have movies that are not your traditional, you know, best costume design nominee, for example, you know, best hairstyle and makeup. Like, you're going to see movies that are not traditional in that way get nominated so i'm just curious if there's any that stick out to you guys as like a fun nomination or even just one you're kind of thinking might happen Hmm. Uh, haven't haven't heard of that one assuming it comes out on what i've sorry go ahead i I was joking when you made stupid noises that i haven't heard of that movie (laughs) um assuming it comes out on time I'm really considering coming to America, getting in for costume. Interesting. Because I think, I mean, the first one was nominated, and it's also Ruthie Carter. Yeah. So, I that's like the only thing that's like sticking out to me is like, a, oh, maybe that could happen. She was just not. She, I mean, sorry, she just won the award for Black Panther. Um. Beside that. I don't. Sound of Metal and Sound, maybe. Yeah, I, I have uh, I have Sound of Metal coming close to that, and I think that's a, not a bad point about coming to America if it if it does come out. 
I uh, I would be I would be interested in if people get on board with that. Abe, it's sitting at six. It's not in my five. Yeah, but it's I I want to see it, obviously first images, but like also Emma. I think that could be some fun stuff to like get throughout like costumes and production design. That'd be really great for that film. Fair enough, Abe. Yeah. For me, um, I remember watching Call of the Wild um, way back a few months ago and wondering if the visual effects, though not approved by all uh, audiences, uh, might get honored. And I figured there would just be such a wealth of contenders that would come out. But I think those were a lot of the films that were seeing delayed um, that might have been there. So I think that's certainly possible, even though I don't know that anybody's really clamoring for it. Um, and I'm also I, not, not, not so much below the line, but I'm wondering whether the new Borat movie, which just sort of came out of nowhere, um, if that's something that could could end up with a screenplay nomination like uh, the first film. Um, but I think that would be even more annoying than having to type uh, three billboards outside Edding, Missouri uh, over and over again just with that title. Uh, so I'm not sure that's likely, but I think that's certainly possible, especially if it's the antidote to reality that everybody wants right now. Some that's a us, good call. Some of us who... Uh we're slaves to word counts. Always love a good title like that. Trust me. I, uh, <laughs> that's a good hundred words out of my way, right? If I just type that movie a couple times in. Oh, love it. Though now, I don't have that problem anymore. I write what I want. But, you know, I, uh, I, I, that, the Borat sequel would be an adapted, which normally would be a, like a no-go. But there's, there's very little in the way of adapted. It's a very top-heavy category. So let it be, let it be good yeah. first. But uh, yeah, that may not that may not be the the craziest thing. So keep, <laughs> keep that in your in your in, in sort of the back of your mind. But what I what I do want to do now, since we're gonna make this kind of a short one, um, give me two movie recommendations each of you. One should be a horror movie since it is October, and one should be a political movie since we're in the hellscape of an election. Oh God. I wish I had time to prepare this. Nope, that's the fun of this. Got to do it off the top of your head. Oh, shoot. You, uh, you can go second if you insist. So I, I will sidestep the first question cleverly because I... I'm a good uh, moderator, though. I'm, uh, I'm going to press you on this. I'm going to need a horror movie. No, no, I have, I have, I have an answer. I have an answer. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, be I'm a better moderator then, I guess. I hate horror movies, but I just watched a film um, that has horror movie music, even though that's not what it is. Um, and that's uh, Shiva Baby, uh, which is playing at Newfest. Um, and I think that one was really uh, weird and entertaining and I think would qualify as horror due to its musical cues. Um, and uh, the other, in terms of the political movie, um, Driving While Black uh, is a, a pretty incredible uh, history of um, uh, black people traveling around America and just general mobility. And that's going to be on uh, on PBS later this week. But I suspect will be a uh, I believe it might be a, a qualifying documentary. Interesting. All right, Max. Um, I don't know if it's like political. I, I mean, I guess it could be, but. For some reason, the first film that came to my mind was The Hate You Give. Mm -hmm. um, that movie kind of just like rocked my entire being. I think that should have gotten a lot more love. I think it's timely. I think it's incredibly well acted and directed. Um, I, 
Horror movies are hard for me. Um, oh, God. Why Why am I blanking on horror movies? Someone give me a horror movie. All I can think of is, like, Get Out and, like, The big, the Shining and all these big ones. Um, I think A Quiet... I mean, this is, again, like, a big movie that everyone knows, but a, I think A Quiet Place is one of the best horror movies that came out of nowhere, kind of. Fair. Um, God. I'm also horrified of horror movies. Like, I... I have a hard time seeing that stuff in theaters. I have to see it at home with the lights on. Note to self, assign max horror movies. Yeah, good luck with that. Actually, it would be very funny because I would just be like, so at this part, I was only halfway out of the room. And then at this part, I was 100% out of the room. And then I went to the bathroom because I was so scared. I'm going to have your wife record you watching these movies. She, uh, she won't watch them because she's even worse than I am. Well, she'll be watching you watch them, so there you go. Problem solved. I'll also say that I, I avoid them as much as possible until it's clear that they're too strong a contender. I never saw Hereditary because it didn't get nominated for an Oscar, but I saw Get Out and Us once it was clear that they were getting close enough that I just had to watch them. I Yeah, I will say I think Ari Aster is a crazy genius, and I think Midsummer and Hereditary are phenomenal, and I think that Midsummer specifically, I have said this for, since I saw it, I've never seen someone personify death so much in my life as Florence Pugh did, for, like, as someone who has like, experienced a traumatic death. Mm. I could not explain to That was the first time I've ever seen in a movie someone cry like I did. Yeah. when I experienced a very tragic death. And that, like, really struck a nerve with me, partly because I think Florence Pugh is a genius, and also I think Ari Aster is incredible. But I, all that being said, horror is horrifying. Florence Pugh is a genius. Ari Aster is awesome. Fair point. Um, I, will, I will quickly, before I give my recommendations, tell a funny story. I have no problem with horror. I Like, as a kid, I didn't really watch a ton of it. And I wasn't huge on, like, slasher movies. Like, I remember watching a Jason or a Freddy. I don't remember who it was. Michael Myers. Whatever. It was one of the... And it was a sequel. It wasn't... I think it might have been, like, Jason X or something. Just, like, on cable one day. And, like, by the third, like, person who gets butchered, I just remember out loud going, why am I watching this? And, like, changing it. Like, it just, like... It's like I didn't see the point. Like, I, I get a bigger kick out of them now, like, in an ironic way. But I was dating my ex-girlfriend. And... I had convinced her to watch The Strangers, which I love. Mm. Anyone who hasn't seen it, great movie, very atmospheric. And uh, sort of noteworthy for its trailer, where um, as Liv Tyler is sort of looking around her house, the uh, one of the masked uh, no-goodniks pops up behind her, sort of in the, mm. in the shop. And no one tells, like, huge reaction in theaters when that happened. Same with in the movie. And that was happening in this movie. She's watching it and she's like freaked out, freaked out. And at that time, we have the lights off. Her roommate came home and like opened the door like very suddenly. And uh, I've never seen someone hit the ceiling of their apartment before. It was phenomenal. I, I, was, uh, I was laughing more than I probably should have. But I maintain it was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. And someone's dogs are green. They're not my dogs, but they're in the background. My apologies. Mm. 
He's outdoors, there's dogs, and there's cops chasing him. You got stuff going on, dude. I know. What can I say? Also, I don't think, I mean, I don't know how much horror it is, but, like, I think the Purge movies are really kind of fun. Ugh, I hate them. I know a lot of people do. I just, I don't know. I think they're kind of cool. They get progressed. No, they didn't get progressively worse. The first one is a, like, whatever movie. The second one is atrocious. The third one, I think, is ever so slightly better. And the fourth one is closer to the first one in terms of being, like, normal bad. You know, wait. You know what? I'm, look, I'm like, looking up all, like, the horror movies that I've seen. Unsane, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. That was a good one. Sure. <laughs> I mean, well, barely horror, but okay. I got you. That's what I'm trying. I don't do scary. I get so Me scared. neither. Yeah. Nope, nope. I, like, uh, even we... It, I, I didn't sleep that night. I mean, it didn't scare me. I, I don't like spiders, though, so I spent the entirety of both chapters of it. I didn't like those movies either, but for different reasons, just hoping that they didn't have a giant spider in them, because I knew that they, like, notoriously were supposed to. But um, I do know that I shouldn't have either of you on when we do a Halloween podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> um, that's correct. Yes. Or you do, <laughs> and you just, you know, enjoy the laughs. Or we that's talk about it. nice, quiet dramas to enjoy or something, you know, that's not Halloween. Theme. Definitely what people will come for on the special Best Halloween October episode. releases, historically. We are going to, we are going to talk, we are going to only look at period pieces <laughs> on the special period Halloween. Period pieces and animation, yeah. I'm in. On the, on the uh, awards radar spooktacular. There you go. But, uh, I think people are going to really like it. I think person would really like it. <laughs> uh, oh, I know, I know the movie. Porns, Daniel Radcliffe. I, for a second, I thought you said porns, and I was like, uh, "No." I mean, I guess, but some consider that horror. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the not the 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 less than you know uh, ethically made ones, I suppose, would count as horror. Yeah. All right. All right. Max All right, with the, the Max with a firm de- take. The last presidential debate. That's my answer. That's true. There we go. The flaming dumpster that, that, fire. That's both horror and political. I've yeah. done it. There you go. Um, I will I will submit a sort of not horror movie but horror movie since that's sort of what everyone's doing and uh, continue banging the drum for Spontaneous which is uh, not a horror movie but also has teenagers consistently exploding into very gory bloody messes so you know hard to hard to not have that there it's it's as if David Cronenberg made The Fault in Our Stars and I feel like that's a really good sales pitch Sounds like the perfect October movie to me. Yeah, and then politically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a weird point, and I'm gonna say uh, the Ides of March, because remember how cute it was <laughs> when we could make a political movie where like an affair could bring down a candidate. Oh my god! Yeah, stop it. That yeah. was that was why I didn't like the front runner. I thought it was interesting, but just not sensational enough. It just seems so so simple. I so I I like the front runner. Um, I agree that it's sort of of a bygone era, but I think that's sort of that seems to be something Jason Reitman's been doing recently, and it feels like I like it and people don't. Like I, I quite enjoyed Men, Women, and Children. It was I think my second favorite movie of the year, and I know everybody hates it. Um, but you know, that was sort of looking at the internet as a potential, and I feel like he either was a couple years too soon or a couple years too late on making that point, but. Same with The Front Runner. I feel like a couple of years from now you could make that movie and be like, look at this era of politics where like 
a supposedly decent like man who could potentially be the better person like gets taken down by hubris and by this as opposed to like in the midst of the world like falling apart but you know i uh i also interviewed him and told him that and he was uh, he was like yeah that's what the world needs me to keep making these movies so <laughs> i i I, t- I literally told him uh my second favorite movie that year was men women and children and his response was fuck off so he was uh, he was surprised even by that. That was, but that was a real fun interview. He, uh, I think he was he was just stunned and then sort of delighted. Like, oh wait, you like my stuff? Well, good. Let's let's go to town. Let's have some fun. But what? Uh, more stories another time. But we're gonna wrap up now and uh, be back with another one soon. But before we go, you guys can uh, pitch your your social media accounts and, and dating profiles and stuff and, and have your fun there. So. Go for it. Max, first of all, let's make sure you have your dating profile out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm married, but if you want to follow me on social media, at mjoseph492. I'm on YouTube, Max Joseph Film Person, and that's uh, that's me. That's Very exciting stuff. That's him waiting for his wife to walk out of the room so he could then give his dating profile account. Oh, yeah. He just, she just came out like all angry just now and said... What is about this uh, dating profile? That, she, that's exactly how she talks. Her, her ears were burning. She just heard the words Ashley Madison and wanted to know what was up. Yeah. There you go, Paul. Babe. And uh, I, uh, I celebrated my uh, sixth wedding anniversary about two weeks ago, so I'm also good in the dating profile front. Um, but otherwise, you can find me as Movies with Abe on uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and occasionally, and probably more in the future, on Twitter. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. And uh, you guys know me. I'm Joey. On Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd and all that, Joey Magaton. I am very unoriginal. Uh, I never figured out how to make a clever name, so I just put mine. And uh, you've been listening to a uh, oddly recorded Awards Radar podcast. We'll uh, eventually get this down a little bit more with uh, some more technical polish. But for now, hopefully everyone is just sort of happy to, to hear us doing this and hear our voices. Or maybe pissed. Maybe that. Maybe we're just throwing off uh, listeners in droves. So either way, let us know. There'll be a comment section when the uh, podcast goes up. You can leave... Uh, Questions, comments, concerns, thinly veiled threats. We're pretty open about that stuff. And, uh, yeah, leave us some uh, leave us some stuff to talk about on the next one. So we'll be sure to do it that way. But for now, uh, I'm Joey. I've got Max on his Ashley Madison account. I've got Abe uh, avoiding the authorities and, like, mad dogs. And uh, I'm sitting in my room. Yeah, and I'm sitting in my room. I feel very unexciting right now. But, uh, you know, such is life. We're living in a dumpster fire. So, everyone, have a uh, good time. The people who are apparently listening to Abe or chasing him are having a great time. And, yes, uh, indeed, they are. Already. And uh, more importantly, stay safe. And even more importantly, vote. And uh, we will be back soon. So, take care, everyone.